skeptical about custom beauty, honestly, y'all, I totally get it. My feed is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising, you know, to fix all of our beauty, hair, and skin problems. Truthfully, I was so skeptical when I saw this brand, but I'm a total believer now. When pros says custom, they actually mean it. Their products are no gimmicks, and your formula couldn't exist without you. Each and every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care is made to order and personalized with unique blends of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. And they get personal. Pro's covers everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. Did you know, for example, that Minneapolis has like weirdly hard water, which apparently was affecting my hair. So like some of the ingredients that they put into my hair care was to like deal with the fact that we have hard water. Wow. I love that. They also asked me things like, you know, because I have had a baby recently, like, am I still breastfeeding? What are my hair goals? And I also really appreciated they asked like, how much effort do you want to put into your hair? Yeah, <laughs> because like I'm at the point, you know, I used to let, yeah, I used to do those, you know, put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling self-conscious. Um, I, this is truly such a genuine endorsement. So I've really enjoyed using these products. But don't just take our word for it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash justbreakup. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash justbreakup for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas, pros.com slash justbreakup. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is trying to meet her partner's needs by ending their relationship. Mm. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Mm -mm. We are not professionals. We are not trained in any of this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is Lerve. Lerve. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, All right, you know. let's get let's get into our letter. All right, so this letter comes from K.O., whose pronouns are she, her, and who is writing from The Void. Hello, I am a 41-year-old woman, she, her, married to a 35-year-old woman, she, her. I will call her L. We have three kids, an 8-year-old and 18-month-old twins. We've been married for nine and a half years, together for 11 years. Unfortunately, we are currently in the beginning stages of separating. This has been a grueling journey for both of us. The short summary of our separation, I can't yet bring myself to say the D word, hmm. is this. L came to me 10 months ago 
and shared that she was no longer in love with me. She was also in the midst of a deep depression and just general unhappiness. She asked for space for clarity. We tried couples counseling, which ended terribly as Elle would have debilitating panic attacks during and after them. It was all too overwhelming for her. So we stopped those and I gave her the space that she asked for. Hmm. We have still been living together and operating as a family unit. Elle and I have both been working on ourselves individually through this whole time. Just a couple of weeks ago, conversation got sparked and Elle communicated to me that in her mind, the romantic portion of our relationship is over, signed, sealed, delivered, no changing her mind, which obviously sent me into a spiral as this is not what I want nor how I feel. When Elle first shared this with me 10 months ago, I was totally blindsided, completely. Looking back, I can see the small ways in which she had been pulling back, but it was nothing blatantly obvious as you would expect. Throughout this whole time, Elle has only treated me with love and respect and has been as open and transparent as she can be. I've been stuck in a place of not understanding why she won't fight for our relationship. Mm. We have pinpointed some places where connection needs to be repaired. We have good ideas how the connection broke. Spoiler alert, I am anxiously attached and she is avoidantly attached and we have been unknowingly doing this dance for years. Mm. We have always been fantastic partners in the daily life. Neither of us carries the majority of the mental load. We share household and parenting responsibilities equitably. We have always enjoyed one another and have a good time with one another. Elle just says that over the past year, her romantic feelings for me have waned and she no longer wants that type of relationship with me. So taking all of that into consideration, we had a talk the other night where I was basically laying it all out there about how she does not see that I would do anything for her, communicate mm. her needs to me and give me the chance to meet those needs. It's not like we have a track record of communicating needs to one another. The other saying they will do X, Y, Z, then not changing. So listening to her speak in response to me, she said, I have a core need for independence that has not been met. I cannot be in a relationship. I need to support myself and rely on myself. Side note, she has been a stay-at-home parent since 2017, her decision. So it dawned on me in that moment, she is literally communicating her needs to me, independence, and I need to respect that and respond to it if I love her at all. So that conversation shifted things for me a lot, not to a mm -hmm. place where I want to be, but a place I need to be. We are beginning down this road of separation in a non-conventional way. I do think we need to get in with a couples counselor to help guide us with our decision-making, but I would also love to hear your opinions about how I can move forward emotionally. Our plan so far is to not have much change at all for the kids. Elle is getting a job and we will need to rearrange our lives to accommodate for that logistically and financially. Once she gets a job, her plan is to save and help pay down some of our family debts, get a car in her name, get it to a place where she can afford her own place for her and the kids. In the meantime, both our hopes that are that we can continue to have the same sort of family dynamic as we have now, as in we are both present in there every day, working together at this family that we both built and still want. Mm -hmm. Just a little more separate now. We know we have to frequently have conversations about boundaries and what we are comfortable with like family time and then with our relationship. As she said, we are still a family. I am still her family. It's just that she does not want a one-on-one -on -one relationship with me. It's just that she needs independence and to know that she does not need to rely on anyone. That's her unhealed trauma speaking that she is aware of and actively looking for a therapist. 
What do I need to think about for me to heal emotionally? Knowing both of us, we are rational and logical and even tempered. And I know that we can move forward with grace and care and love. I just don't always advocate for myself, people pleaser. And I do want to do this in a way where I can heal my broken heart as well. Everywhere I look in relation to divorce and breakups, all I see is people talking about no contact, get a lawyer, protect yourself, etc. That just doesn't fit our situation. And I'm feeling like I have no resources to emotionally deal with where I am. I love this woman with my whole heart. And I know that I need to let her go if for her to gain her own self-worth, heal her trauma and feel like a whole person. Mm -hmm. I want that for her. I also know that if there is a road to reconciliation for us, it starts with us letting go. Mm. But what is next for me? Love and marriage and parenting are so hard. And I feel as a society, we have failed to better equip and prepare people to deal with these incredibly nuanced and hard situations in healthy ways. Oh my God, for real. (laughs) Seriously. I would love to hear your humble musings about healing a broken heart through a high contact, low conflict, family centered divorce between two women who still care and love deeply for one another. Mm. Wow. That I loved the summary at the end for a high contact, low conflict family. Um, Yeah. That I feel like that describes it really well. Um, My darling, I want to take a moment to say thank you for writing such um, a thoughtful personal letter as you all do as all of our letter writers do um i was really drawn to this letter because i totally agree i think that you know the whole the whole premise of our show is that none of us are born with manuals on how to be in relationship with one another and yet our entire system of society and our desires and our bodies, you know, we're built for one another (laughs) Mm -hmm. and yet we have no idea how to do this. And that becomes even more complicated with things like families and divorce and time. You know, we all relationships change period. Everything changes in our world. And, um, I think that you have described, um, your situation with a lot of love and respect and I'm and I'm really excited to dive in a little bit more. Um, but first, we're going to take a very quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I 
love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone. Welcome back. KO, thank you again for writing to us and for asking us this really important question about how to navigate um, an intentional separation in a way that is focused on the health and support and love that might still exist in your family while also being mindful of the fact that you are going to need some things in the process of this divorce. And I'm appreciate that you're recognizing your people pleasing patterns here and saying, I know that this is a trap that I can fall in and I want to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do to heal from what is a really sad and and heartbreaking situation that your partner of 11 years is asking for. We're not saying the the D word yet. You said the D word, but we're saying, we're saying separation. Oh God. Okay. Yes. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I get it though. Uh, but that you are, uh, your partner of 11 years is asking for space, asking to no longer be in a romantic relationship with you. Um, and how devastating that that reality is. And let's take stock of everything you're dealing with right now. We have financial constraints. We have emotional constraints, like time invested. You know, you have family members, you have young children, you have a whole ecosystem that is currently, you know, thriving and depending on this, this partnership that you have. And, and also 
that partnership has to fundamentally, foundationally change. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot, there's, you're working with a lot right now. And I just, I have a lot of empathy and compassion for you. So I want to say that I, I, I also appreciated this letter because it gives us an opportunity to remind folks that all relationships can look different, that there's no, there's no blueprint to what makes a good breakup, to what makes a good separation, a good family partnership, co-parents, you know, that there are a thousand different ways that we can be in, in relationships with other people, romantic or not. Um, And I totally believe that what you want is possible, that you can create a respectful, loving, family-oriented separation that you two can be co-parents that are, you know, partners in this um, life, but just not romantic. Um, I'm thinking about relationship anarchy that Sam and I learned about a couple weeks ago on, on our show that you can pick and choose from the smorgasbord of human experience and human needs. You can pick what each of you needs um, and create a whole new, um, a whole new body for this relationship to live in, you know, that has different needs and different parameters and different boundaries than what it previously had. Like I'm thinking about the quote, like how can we become what we cannot see? You can, you can imagine a new, you can become whatever you want is what I'm trying to say. Um, And, Also, you are going to have to learn how through trial and tribulation, (laughs) through, through, through doing it poorly, doing it wrong until, until it feels right. You're going to have to learn how to make space for yourself while giving her so much space to, to seek out her, her own needs. I heard a lot in this letter. I heard, I heard you desperate to be what you, she needs you to be. And you're telling us what she needs you to be is space, right? And I I wonder, though, who you are, who, where your needs are in all that space you're giving her. You know, I'm anxiously attached to, and I don't know how my needs would manifest during this time. I can tell that you are committed, you're wanting, you're anxiously attached. And that often makes it harder for folks like us to advocate for ourselves in the fog of wanting so desperately to be what the other person needs us to be. Yep. But you're you're half of this relationship. You're half of this this parenting partnership. You are half of this this parental family. Yep. And your needs are also also valid and also important. And what's tricky now is that like, you're going to say to me, Sierra, I need her to want me romantically, right? (laughs) Like my needs, my wants are that I want our relationship to work. So it's like, not only is it hard to discern what your needs are in the fog of what they want, it's also hard because you're like, I don't want what's happening. (laughs) You know, I don't want this at all. (laughs) So how do I discern my quote needs when how do you, how do you figure out what, what you need? It's like, it's like you're drowning. And I'm like, what do you want for dinner? And you're like, I'm fucking drowning over here. And I'm like, but you need food. You need fuel for your body. And you're like, Sarah, I don't give a fuck about food right now. I'm drowning. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're, 
so the pain of this relationship ending is the water, right? But I'm trying, I'm trying to tell you that you need fuel to keep swimming, to like swim to somewhere else. For sure. Absolutely. Or you might be looking at the sinking ship and saying, oh, that's where I need to go back to. That's the we thing love that's a ship get metaphor. Me the, <laughs> yeah, weird. That's what I'm going to get out of this freezing water. But the yeah. ship is sinking, right? Yeah. Like that's, it's not actually going to save you. The ship and doesn't you. exist. Yeah, absolutely. So like, I think that that is, it's the, the draw of like this, this person coming back to a place where they can provide you with what you want and need out of this relationship is like a siren's call. And I think that's one of the reasons why folks and Sierra and I do this too, is like space, 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 because the siren's call is so intense and it can be hard to plug your ears to it when you're sitting right next to it, when it's like on the couch with you at night saying, isn't this show funny? Remember that time we went and did that thing, right? Like that can be super, super tricky. And I appreciate that you're like, I want to do this in a way where we are close together, but that is where the trickier and even harder piece around boundaries is going to come into play. Yes, totally. It's easy to set boundaries when we're saying, okay, space, space, space. It's easy to set boundaries and say, we're both getting lawyers and we won't talk to each other except through those lawyers, right? Like that's a very clear tactile, like very hard boundary for us to sit in. It's much harder to maintain boundaries that are softer and smaller than that. And Mm. that is what you're asking to do in this moment, right? You're asking to do the more challenging thing than putting physical distance and like legal distance between you and this person. That is so fucking articulate, Sam, because it's not impossible not that i'm articulate but right like isn't that a a good point (laughs) yes yes you are very articulate and it's a great point because because it is not impossible but it is harder so you just have to you have to move into that space with that awareness with that empathy and compassion for yourself that like we're trying to do something that the reason why everything tells us space block you know, don't be friends with your exes is because it's, it's, it might feel more painful in the moment, but it's easier in the long term. You know, it's, For it's sure. the black and white, right? It's to say, like, oh, not going to text my ex. Cool. That's a rule I can follow. But right. if the rule is you can text them, but you just can't, you have to like be more mindful about what you say to them and not hold mm-hmm. them in a, in an emotional space in a way that's confusing. Da, 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 da. All of a yep. sudden, that's like a 50,000 times more complicated. And you have to find the emotional support about the the angst of not being able to text them about that from someplace else right like at the same time while you're still living with this person which again is very tricky definitely not trying to say that this is impossible because i don't think it is i think that lots of people probably figure this out in a meaningful way but what i am saying is that it's going to require a lot a lot a lot of effort and part of that effort is going to need to be about you figuring out where your boundaries are. And this Mm. is going to be hard for you as a people pleaser, but Mm -hmm. you need to figure out what is okay and not okay about how this relationship functions from now on because you are an active participant in it. I know that it feels right now that she's in the driver's seat, that she is controlling everything. She's making all the decisions, but you also get to make a decision based on what decisions she is making, right? So she says no one-on-one romantic relationship with you. Great. Maybe that means for you, no one-on-one time with her, right? Right, right. Maybe or that not means sleeping for in the you, same bed. Not mm-hmm. sleeping in the same bed, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe that means for you, 
texting and emails are only about logistics around the kids or the household and not about how we're feeling or what we're going through. Right. I hate this advice just so you know, like I a hundred percent agree with us. Like I think we're saying the right thing. And I also acknowledge how horrible it is that we're saying these things (laughs) (laughs) because right now all my anxious little heart would want is to just sleep next to the person who doesn't want to be with me. I know. Do you know what I mean? Like, can you absolutely? Can you put yourself into that painful situation? It's 100%. like, would I rather sleep by myself? No, I would rather sleep next to the cold back of someone who doesn't want to fucking love me anymore. <laughs> this is like getting a little bit like you're gonna sleep with Willow's dead corpse at some point. But no, <laughs> you're fucked up. <laughs> we're just we're we're just moving, we're on real. a slippery slope. <laughs> we're not on the slippery slope. We're on. This is the slope. Of fucking separations and it's slippery and it's sad. It's not corpse like. What I'm trying to say to our letter writer <laughs> is that I I have so much compassion for you and I'm trying to like I'm trying to zoom you. I don't know why you that word there. I'm trying to send you. <laughs> I'm trying, trying to send to rocket ship you to the yes, moon. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm trying to send you all of my willpower because I'm not sure I could do what you're trying to do gracefully. I want to say this about the letter. I I explained this briefly to Sam before we started, but I want to say like when I first read this letter, I was immediately drawn to it, but I felt like resistance in me in terms of how I wanted to answer it because I in the past have said the same words that your partner is saying when I wanted to get out of a relationship, but I was incapable of saying I want to get out of the relationship. Yep. And I like had to sit with those feelings. I'm like, what am I resisting? Like, why am I, why am I cr- like villainizing this, this partner, you know, who, who wants this independence. And I realized it was because I thought she was doing what I was doing because I left a relationship in the past before like this, but I wasn't able to say the things that were honest and that actually could hurt my partner. I I would mm. say, I need independence. I need to like be on my own, but I wouldn't actually end the relationship. I would just like move out. Right. Yeah. But why I'm giving your, your spouse credit is because she, to your face said the things that hurt, said the things that are true, which is, I don't feel romantic about you anymore. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't see this future, you know, Yep. and that changes my perspective a little because then I see that this is a emotionally mature relationship that is willing to put in that extra, very uncomfortable, very laborious work, you know what I mean, of, of discerning how to move forward in this conscious uncoupling. Let's use that popular term or celebrity term, you know? Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think like. The reality is, is that by doing it this way, you are both signing on for messiness, right? Yes, and I yeah. and I don't want you to go into it thinking you can somehow like empathize your way into it being like a very like paved path yes. into this new future, right? Like you are yeah. going to be like running through the mud yes, <laughs> for the course totally. of the next however many years until you get to a point where th- like equilibrium sort of finds itself. Um, and I, and I think that that's great. I think I love yeah. the idea of people like walking through the mud with each other. Like I'm, I'm absolutely on board with that. And I just want to, I want to set you up with the idea. It's going to look different every day. It's going to look different yeah. every hour. And you're going to trip different. and you're going to step on a, on a bear mm-hmm. trap in the mud, you know? And so like, I want you to like recognize that there may be a place where like 
the mud's not working anymore. Right. right? Like, and I want you to sort of like have that possibility available to you that like, I know that you don't want separation. You don't want lawyers. You don't want no contact, but I want that to still be on the table so that when you are in a place where you are in a, in quicksand up to your neck and thinking, Oh, I just need to fight a little harder to make this work that you have a lifeline (laughs) like that is still available to you. You know, the, the, what Sam painted for us earlier is that there's a reason why people lean on those hard and fast things like lawyers and hard boundaries, because it makes things easier and you are allowed that reprieve, no matter how much you love this person, no matter how much you want to keep you know, your family unit functioning the way it's been functioning. I don't want you to over-sacrifice your peace for the sake of this complexity, right? Um, there's going to have to, you know, I understand that there are, I, I mentioned the constraints earlier. There are financial constraints there, you know, shared cars, shared households, shared partner, uh, shared family, family members, shared chores. Um, and also there's, you know, if you guys, if you all separate, what are the rules? Like, is she allowed to date someone? Is she allowed mm-hmm. to bring someone back to your home? You know, like that, that this is, this is why there's hard and fast. Um, yep. And that doesn't work for everyone. And that isn't for this situation. And also make sure that you are not over accommodating the space to give someone to grow when they mm-hmm. ask for independence, like true independence would be like, okay, we're going to, Separate. Split, right? You're yeah. going to be a hundred percent on your own. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. <laughs> um, I think that I don't, I don't want to go down that line of thinking because again, I see a lot of emotional, you know, maturity, advanced thinking, healthy, healthy, uh, healthy foundations in this relationship in your letter. But I also see and hear of a lot of places that could sour very quickly and very toxically without boundaries and self advocacy more than anything, you know? Absolutely. Which is why I think that you need to be really clear about what your boundaries are emotionally, right? Like how much time and energy are you going to spend on and with this person, right? Like get clarity around that. I also want you to have some financial boundaries around this too, right? Like what is okay and not okay for us to be spending money on while we're doing this saving, while we are finding this job, right? Also like I want there to be physical boundaries as well. Like where are places that are off limits and on limits and relationship boundaries? Like, like Sierra said, is this personal, is your spouse allowed to date again? Yeah. Right. Are you allowed to date again? What yeah. does that look like? What is, what does it look like for the kids as well? And I, I just want to like come back to the idea of like, I really appreciate the fact that you are doing something to support somebody that you love. Like, I think that that is such a wonderful way to approach the yes, idea I think of a so breakup, too. right? Mm-hmm. Like this person that I love needs space, needs to break up with me, needs to separate from me. And as an act of love and service for them, I'm mm-hmm. going to find a way to do that in a way that is responsible, that is helpful, right? We're going to do this in a way where they're going to be set up for success in the best way possible. Right. But I want to make sure that in that you are establishing those boundaries for yourself so that you can do that successfully, right? Like in pursuit of having this goal of a successful separation, a successful uncoupling, whatever it might be, because 
there's so many pitfalls that are available in this moment to you right now. And, and we're not going to be prepared for every one of them. Absolutely right. not. That's impossible. You're going to for sure step in something and be up to your neck and not know what's going on. But if we can have some things in place, some planks that we can walk on, some shoes that are going to help us get unstuck from the mud, like how prepared can you possibly be for the mud that you know that you're going to get yourself yeah. into? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I know that this is mostly just musings and no, you know, next steps about how the, how to navigate this. Well, actually step number one is sleep in different beds. <laughs> yeah, that's real. honestly, that would be, a, that would be a piece of advice for me is start cutting those cords that you can now. Um, but uh, we do hope it helps more than anything. We hope you feel loved and supported during this really, really tricky time. Um, and and Sam and I are rooting for you. We believe in your needs that live outside of your desires, that live outside of all of the space that you're making for your partner. And we hope that you can advocate for yourself during this really hard time. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing and for trusting us with this really important question. We hope it helps. We love you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you want additional content from us or if you want access to ad-free episodes, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. And if you subscribe this month for any level, you will be able to join us on May 30th for our Just Break Up Office Hours, which is just a Zoom conversation with me and Sierra where we shoot the shit and answer people's questions in real time. It gets real. Uh, it's very unscripted. We are just making things up as we go along. And then we have wonderful people who are also on the Zoom call to call us out on our bullshit. <laughs> Has that ever happened? What are you no, no, no. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was a description. Uh, what is my next line? <laughs> you can slide into our DM, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where we can, you can, we can find our merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Love that. Uh, please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and his music under the name Big Cats on Spotify. And remember, it is possible to... Give someone space to nurture their growth and to help them reach their their needs while also taking care of yourself. They are not mutually exclusive. And more importantly, it's probably best to remind yourself that you are not responsible for someone else's growth. You are only responsible for your own. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>